I'm your host, Christy. And Alec. So, surprise! We're doing mini spooks, bitches! Ooh, and stuff. <laughs> As again, we stayed up from last week when we were posted. This is uh, consists of mini Wednesday episodes for the month of October, because we love spooky season. It's the best season! And that's all the reason we need to make more content that we love. For you! <laughs> for this week's mini spook, we'll dive into the folklore that surrounds the frightening story that is infamously told by parents around the world. If you do not go to bed when told, or do not listen, punishment in the form of a dark figure of sorts, they will come and get you. Ah. That's right. The boogeyman. Oh, dear Lord. Under I'm... your bed, or watching you from the crack in your closet. Oh, my God. I'm scared. <laughs> let's get distracted. All right. Let's get distracted. So, first, let's just dive into the etymology of the boogeyman. So, the folklore is known internationally. Like, there's some types of versions, basically, in every culture, in every country. Right. So, there was just too many to cover. So, I only picked to choose a few. Fair enough. Because it's, it's, like, everything has their own, like, scary version of, like, right. kids do the fuck what you're told, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, it has no specific appearance because it changes from place to place. But concepts vary in different ways. It's hard to pinpoint exactly who started the story. But the version of the true boogeyman... Uh, but any version is used to scare and keep children in line, as I said. Right. The first mentions of any relatable um, story is in the 1500s, and England describes what could be the first mention of the boogeyman. They call mm. them hobgoblins. Hobgoblins? Oh, I my. I didn't dive into too much for that. Fair enough. That's what they say they are. Another day. Another day. Um, they're believed to make a, uh, make a simple prank on humans, while others thought they were created for a more sinister reason to torment humans in a more foul nature. Ooh. <laughs> so the boogeyman or the creature of choice in your culture may right. seek out a specific act or general misbehavior for the purpose it needs to be served. Right. Generally a warning and a form of authority towards children. Get your shit together. So this kind of reminds me of Liza Rona, the weeping woman who essentially, where essentially like if you play by the water and you're not listening or yada yada, La Llorona is going to come and take you away. Mm-hmm. We'll have to cover that on another episode. Did you watch that movie? No, I um, didn't hear the best review. It wasn't that good. Okay, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't really, it, like, based on that story, like, it doesn't even seem like that's what the movie's, like, truly oh, about. So sad. A little bit, like, yeah. I hate that. I know. Ugh. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> um, the word boogie is believed to originate from Middle English... <laughs> middle English language... I'm going to say these wrong, probably. Uh, bog or bogue or bug, meaning something frightening or scarecrow-like. Oh. Theories of um, original meaning come from the root word also, such as goat. And this oh. is where I can already let our minds trail off to, like, story depictions of things like the, e- like, you always see the evil hoofed thing or creature. Goat man. The devil, the goat man. Yeah, like, all that <laughs> stuff. And then more specifically, you think of, like, the, some of the stories they topic is Krampus. That that's oh, like another yeah. like boogeyman of something. Yeah, that's true. Like if you don't listen, Krampus is gonna come and fucking murder you. Yeah, essentially, like, snatch you up, snatch you up. But yeah, you would think like you think hope. You think that you have all those things of devil, everything basically. That's what they all use in movies. It all trails back to Satan, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Other cultures' root words come from things like in German, bog meaning goblin, mm-hmm. or in terms of bug, there's the literal meaning bugs or beetle. Ooh. And in addition, there's bugbear. <laughs> Which is depicted as a literally a form of bear that comes and eats your children and be formed. Yeah. And there's like different boogeymans, like boogeymans that actually like act on things and then boogeymans that are just like 
thoughts that right. took me there. Oh. So there's two different ones you can oh. think of. So there is like an actual identity or it's like a... A physical like creature that will come eat you. Oh, okay. Or eat your children. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go into some of those there. Fair enough. Um, but as I said, there are so many de- uh, dedications in every language that comes from eat to eat children and be feared. Oh, I read that wrong. But there are so many dedications in every language that said each culture having their own like fear tactic. So right. to speak, we don't dive into every single one, but I'm going to give a few examples. Fair enough. So first off, we're going to dive into like the one we're more familiar with, mm-hmm. kind of the American version of what so. Right. Um, I can't say my parents actually sang me any like lullabies or like told the story to like keep you in line, no. but you heard of it as a kid. Oh yeah. Are you like, that kidding was just, me? Like there was like then movies and then it was just like kind of oh, a known thing. Who played in the Boogeyman movie? Um, was it Ryan Reynolds? No. No? Well, it wasn't Gosling. No. I'm going to have to Google it. I meant to watch it, and I was like, I remember it not being that good, so I didn't really want to waste my time. See, I I liked it as a kid watching it, because I have problems, apparently, and watched that as a kid. Um, but then growing up, I like as an adult, I watched it, and I was like, oh. And there's like, so many movies as a kid, you're like, that was so scary, and then you watch it now, and you're like, that was the dumbest movie that ever. That was the dumbest movie ever. Like, to be really um like silly is right? every christmas morning i would wake up my brother and sister and we watch the movie 13 ghosts on christmas. oh it always gosh. played every christmas and now i watch it and i was like this is the dumbest fucking movie ever well i think the one christmas my dad and i watched the shining oh yeah like the original no. and i was just <laughs> i remember going to school the like next week or whatever and like i think i mentioned to some like someone i was friends with like oh yeah i was like oh yeah like we watched uh, the shining and she looked at me dead ass and was like my mom said I'm not allowed to watch it because it's too scary. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And you're like, me and my dad watched it together. On Christmas morning. <laughs> it was Barry Watson, by the way. That's, yeah. That's who I, don't, I don't know why I thought Ryan Reynolds, but. Anyway. I was like, he's something not any of them. Like, he was so good looking, but not that good looking. Not that. He was on a Ryan, if, if you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> um, so, basically, as I said, you heard the stories that there was something sinister that lived under your bed or right. in your closet if it was open a little bit. Yeah. The boogeyman can be seen through that and want to get you if you don't go to sleep see i'm a grown-ass adult but i can't sleep with the closet door open but mind you i think mine's more so like people like russell williams who are creeping around like hiding in closets and shit Mm. like that that's more my thing (laughs) but also you're more okay with that or like no no i'm not okay with it that's why i have to sleep with it closed because it's like okay it's creaked open a little bit you never know who's gonna pop out So yeah, along with the closet, you would hear, like, the possible, like, tree branch kind of against your window, and it would say, like, it was the claws of them, like, saying, like, I'm coming in, or, like, go to bed. <laughs> but yeah, I said, if parents told their kids a story, like, they're just assholes. Like, why would you fear your children like You're this? You're literally using fear to get your kids to do what you want them to do, which I mean, hey, to each their own. Yeah, Live, I laugh, guess. love, but, like, not, I don't know. I feel like I'm not going to do that. No. Hold on for another five years and let's see where at that point. <laughs> the susceptible children I could give them. Exactly. Um, and yeah, like I personally don't have like a boogeyman story, but like my thing was with the closet. Yeah. Like, I don't. Have, I think we told it in an earlier story with something that I had this porcelain doll in the <gasps> closet in like a box and stayed in the box. I never opened it because I was too scared that my aunt gave me. And like if I had the closet open, I could see the doll from my bed. Absolutely not. And I was like, nope, not happening. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Nope, nope. There's something about closets. I don't know what it is. Like the fear it, of the darkness unknown. The fear of the darkness unknown. And I feel like a lot of pop culture focuses on closets as being like a portal to the unknown and like that's where all the demons and shit live it's like well 
they could just move out of the closet and live wherever the fuck they want. But I think yeah. there's like this weird focal point in the closet because you it's not really a space you use that much other than to put rummage and mm-hmm. clothes on. But even in movies, like now when you watch horror movies, like they always show like that scene where they open the closet oh. and they're looking in the darkness and you're like, they know there's something fucking coming. Why do you do this? Okay, not to like trail off too much, but I think it was Annabelle Creation where there was that weird closet that they literally had to like put their daughter, the, no, they had to put the doll in. Oh yeah, and in it the was girl's like bedroom. covered Bible. In, in Bible scripture and shit. And like, see, that, those kind of closets freak me out. <laughs> those kind of closets. If it's locked, it's locked for a reason. If it's locked, it's locked for a reason. You shouldn't have locked it. You shouldn't have never locked it. <laughs> Anyways, as I was saying, like just kids are so susceptible. So oh, yeah. you're a little kid, your mind's going like everywhere with imagination oh, and yeah. you allow to dream, especially like the dark things that get to us. Right. So, um, just things from psychologists that during the most fragile mental growth is literally from like two to six, they say, this is when the most kids develop the fear of the dark, which is usually what happens because it's a thing like yeah. kids are kind of scared of the dark at right. some point. Their imaginations go rampant and we create our own version of monsters. So, and I, I know even people today that are still scared of the dark. Yeah. Like it's just that little thing. Like don't, don't tell your kids these stories or lullabies yeah. and then make them more susceptible to being scared for life. Well, yeah, exactly. I know uh, when Jamie and I went to Ireland, we went to this one cave and literally she, like, at one point it was pitch black and she was, like, holding on to my backpack being like, I can't do this. We need to leave. I'm like, Jamie, we can't leave. We're in a fucking cave. <laughs> like, Where do you want to go? We can't. I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. But no, like, a lot of people, even to this day or even at in an, an adulthood are you know, still afraid of the dark because mm-hmm. of the unknown, the unknowns around it. And not only that, but your brain actually psychologically starts playing tricks on you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, automatically, like, when I think walking through, like, a dark room, like, I can have, like, my light on my Fitbit or my phone and kind of just, like, shine. Like, I don't have to turn a light on, but you're just, yeah. like, that known of, like, if you hear noise, you're, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, just walk a little faster or, like, walk up, run up the stairs a little faster and turn the light off kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, back to the boogeyman. Back to the boogeyman. So, as I said before, there's so many versions, so we'll dive into a couple more. Stellar. Um, next, we have the Spanish El Coco, or the Coco. Ooh. A commonly used figure of speech representing an irrational or exaggerated fear. It said it's so frightening because it's not an exact creature, it's more like a shapeshifter. So, oh. it like just becomes what you fear the most. Oh, I don't like that. Mm, yeah, which like is like that. makes it more terrifying. Yeah, because no matter what, it's still personal fear. I will say though, when you said the cocoa, my first thought went, "I'm in love with the cocoa." Literally, that's where my mind went. But then you finished that sentence, and it got really scary. Now I'm frightened even more so. Oh god! <laughs> it said it's so frightening because it's not an exact creature. As I said, it's a shapeshifter. It becomes your mind, right? For most things, it comes across. In comparison to like American movies, we've been told like. It's used to discourage those children and from misbehaving. So they all kind of have the same storyline. It's all directed right. towards children. Unless right. there's like the odd creature that like just goes over who the fuck they want. <laughs> I don't like it. So there are those parents that sing um, lullabies in the Spanish culture. Um, right. So if you, don't be- if you don't behave, El Coco will come and get you and eat you. That's literally what they tell their children. That's lovely. That's love. That's, <laughs> That's a Hallmark <laughs> card if I've ever heard of it. <laughs> So that's good for the Spanish people. Um, so El Cogo is basically a child eater and a kidnapper. Oh, it may eat you right off the hop. It may take your spirit away to a place oh. like kind of like spiritually for safekeeping. And then you just like literally never return to your body. You just like live in this like permanent fear. So then your body's just like a corpse, I guess. Like it's So just, you're just dead? Just like still in time. Oh, that's so confusing and creepy. I don't like it. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
It does do this apparently to, again, only disobedient children. Um, it sits on rooftops and it's a shadowy figure that's on the lookout. Um, and it's also compared to be, as I said, like the devil, which kind of everything goes back. Everything goes back to Satan. Uh, another one of the rhymes used that dates back to the 17th century and has evolved over time. It goes, sleep child, sleep now, else Coco comes and will eat you. That's the lullaby. <laughs> that has a very nice tune to it. Um, sleep now, I think I'll eat you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I, that's creepy. I, I mean, if I was a kid and my mom was singing me that, I would be crying. Yeah. Like, Straight don't... up. Can't you tell and me, I like, wouldn't sleep. It's about farm animals, not like someone's yeah. gonna come eat. Mary you. had a little lamb, not <laughs> Coco's gonna come eat your soul. Basically. <laughs> Basically. I think that was bad. Let's listen to the next one. Okay. Oh, so, next we have, and I don't really know how to say this properly, I'm gonna say Clude. It's from the Belgian history. Ooh. So, it is a creature depiction that lurks in the waterways in the Flemish countryside. Oh. So, it is depicted as a dog like creature with bare claws. Oh. Sharp black beak and green scales. I'm sorry. I know. What? So a dog with bare claws, but it's got like a beak and it's scaly. That's the creature. That oh. literally <laughs> sounds like something I drew in the third grade. <laughs> like, there's, oh. Here's my horse. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> sorry, I just picture like giving it to your parents and they'd be like, that's great, sweetie. <laughs> going on the fridge <laughs> so apparently it spawns from cremated bodies of witches and wizards <laughs> they tend to move fast because of their bat wings and they walk on their hind legs what? and again hind legs i think goat devil all that coming back goat again man. Goat man. yeah everything goes back to goat man everything goes back to goat man which goes back to satan and apparently it's really hard to get rid of this creature because again this is kind of one that doesn't really care about kids but goes after whatever kind of pisses it off oh okay same um is if you kill it seven more come from its dead body what the? okay so you might as well just stick with one and just like figure your shit out of how to <laughs> coexist because you don't want seven more well yeah yeah it sounds like a like a pimple like just when you think one <laughs> you got one covered seven more pop up and you're like well my face explodes well should have just left it at one yeah basically <laughs> all right and then lastly i'll jump into one called a swan a swong? A swong. A swong. Yeah. Okay. I li literally listened to a podcast that talked about a couple of them, but he, like, when he said it, he was like, ass wang. And I was like, <laughs> and the guy's like, it's not how you say it, it's a swong. So I made sure I said it correctly. Because you just kept saying ass wang. Because how you spell it, but it's a swong. <laughs> so it's also known as tick tick, fifi, cling cling, and there's a bunch of other, like, little weird thingies. It has a bunch of names, apparently. These are the things people make up. So. This is a depiction from Filipino folklore. Okay. It's <laughs> its derivatives are from vampires, zombies, ghoul, witch, and werewolves. What? I know. People make up shit. Like he's well, weird. This is a hybrid. <laughs> Basically. Damn. Move over, fucking Toyota Prius. This is a new <laughs> this is a new thing, I guess. Let's just mash all this up together. It's all these little like characteristics. Oh jeez, Louise. So its appearance can be described as an evil pig or dog, but it's kinda more like that, like gross like f evil fruit bug face thing looking thing <laughs> you know what i'm thinking of like a bat like a fruit bat like a weird oh okay you said fruit like i th i thought of fruit fly at first <laughs> so i was like i mean i've never seen the face of a fruit, fruit fly. Like, evil fruit bat sorry okay 
I picture that like weird, like scringy. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Stop. <laughs> It gets worse. It gets worse. It always gets worse. When you're looking at the sketches of us, like how they depict it, it's again like that. Again, it will prepare bad place. But they have this, like, not even a tongue, but it's like an appendage that comes oh, from its mouth. Okay. It's like little, like, dee dee dee. I'm gonna go. I'm just. You keep going. I'm gonna yeah. Google a swong and then see what the picture comes up. You'll see, like, the appendage come out. Look at images. Okay. Ew! Mm-hmm. I don't like that. <laughs> not one bit. <laughs> But it gets worse. It always gets worse. So the what it likes to eat is baby fetuses. Ew. So basically it's like appendage that comes out of its mouth. It's not a tongue. It's like appendage sucker, I swear. Like so, a uh, ant eater. That's what I'm picturing. No, because theirs is more like like just their nose. So. Oh, okay, right. This is like a full on like little thing comes out of oh, mouth. Oh, like alien. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Stuff like that. Oh, God. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it goes, how it works is it, its appendage comes out, like it says up on rooftops, same thing or whatever above it, like Liz looking for sleeping, it likes pregnant women. So it, it takes, really noted. It, it takes this appendage and like as they're sleeping, it goes like apparently to their belly button and just like sucks the baby fetus out. That is my worst nightmare. No, <laughs> honest to God, I hate when people touch my belly button. Like Tanner does it as a joke and I literally like want to like cringe i hate it i hate it so much that's hilarious oh so yeah it's being it likes baby fetuses and it's like it also likes some liver and some blood but it's gonna get that all with the baby anyways gross yeah gross i hate it and it also kind of reminds me of slenderman like that story because apparently you can like hear like ticking when it's coming right and then like when it's silent then you know you're like you're fucked right kind of like slenderman does that and it also kind of really relates to vampires and its weaknesses. So it doesn't like garlic. Nice. It won't go on holy ground. Okay. It doesn't like religious artifacts. I mean, same. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. But like, I was like, I think you would want them for the devil. Well, yeah. Unless, I mean, who doesn't love garlic? Who doesn't love garlic? I fucking love garlic. I fucking. I literally have a bag of garlic in my fridge right now. In <laughs> your fridge? Like, I'll show you after. I'm not supposed to go in the fridge. Oh yeah, well. <laughs> I'm learning. Anyways, there you have our mini spook this week Holy on the Boogeyman. Smokes. And honestly, I didn't know there were so many like different pathways like to go. The, yeah. Well, yeah. Like I didn't realize there was so much more history beyond the Boogeyman. I thought it was just like a shadow figure. Oh no! Like if you go on Google, there's like it gives like a few like examples, but then they could go down. There's like one for literally like every like country. Like if you're oh. interested, I would research it yourself and just kind of like jump into different topics or. Other podcasts, because some cover some that are not even on the internet. Like, oh, wow. stuff like that. Damn. It's a whole thing. A whole new world. Boogeyman's. Boogeyman's. <laughs> so, my sources I use for, obviously, Wikipedia mm. on the Boogeyman. And then we went to mythology.net, was by Professor Geller, an article on the Boogeyman. Nice. And then I also use the podcast. They're called Alien Theorists Theorizing. Ooh. Case 146, the Boogeyman. Nice, nice, nice. Now... Where can these fine spooky folk find us? As always, come find us. Come find us. On our platforms, we are on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Always love a review. Always love some stars. Five stars. You're still listening, so you really enjoy us. Go ahead. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta. Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Good Pods. Email us any suggestions or topics or anything to weirddistractionspodcast.outlook.com. 
tweet at us on Twitter at Weird Distract I1 and hit us up on our Insta page at Weird Distractions Pod. Awesome. Need a distraction? We got you. Bye. Bye. Oh,